0: Hello again, internet, as Allie pops in for a hot second. Uh, we will get to the show in just a second as we retweet out all of our links as what we need to do. Allie's still giggling in the
1: background.
2: Hi, I'm sorry. I, did, I I thought 110, I was just coming in to say hello if you needed help, and then all of a sudden you're live and yeah. I was, Oh no! We were <laughs> ready to timing. go,
1: right as you popped in. <laughs> all right, well,
2: my guys, anyway. have oh.
1: <laughs> All right, now awkward silence as we all do the same thing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's retweeting it. I don't so. see any live comments either.
0: All right, I guess only cool private get. Uh, yeah. Makes no uh, sense. I. I Cool. I'm the cool kid with comments, I guess. Anyway... The universe Let's makes no sense. Jump into today's show which is brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is rich CBD infused coffee that you can now purchase in k-cups for your Keurig. You can also get it in whole bean or ground options as well. And whichever type you buy, you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout online. The CBD is non-psychoactive and it's been known to help with aches and pains like migraines, IBS, even things like anxiety and that it will help you a lot of the time, so give it a try today, and just remember to use that DNVR twenty code. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast for another Free Skate Friday, sponsored by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I'm Rudo. Joining me, as always, is AJ Hayfley. We have Evan, our other Beat Man, with us as well, and back on the show again, Jesse Montano. Back to just chat a little bit of hockey and, and shoot the breeze about all of the hockey news. Jesse, how you doing?
2: Uh, I'm good. It's a beautiful day outside, and we're uh, we're talking about some hockey with some like actual information to go off of, and some and some dates and stuff. So I, I couldn't be better. I mean, you
0: say actual information, but man, if hockey isn't great at just leaking out the tiniest little details that they can bit by bit, so <laughs> we'll, well use <you>, what we can. <laughs>
2: i was say like we were saying before as of right now we're we're in better shape than the NBA and MLB so that is very true especially for us. in the MLB but
1: <laughs> man how how crazy is it that after like a decade of relative labor peace like everything is coming apart at the seams for for baseball like their their players and owners like openly hate each other and like aren't even like like players are just taking to twitter to be like nope <laughs> guys are going on twitch channels and being like nope i'm not playing for these fools nope like yeah. you don't want to talk about a problem like all the, this this looks this it makes the nhl look downright harmonious right now it there have been crazy, no problems
2: it was just crazy how messy the mlb got so quickly yeah like, hey we might postpone something and they started killing each other, like yeah, like right away. Like the seasons
1: got suspended, baseball hadn't started yet. The the baseball and the players association got ahead of it, came to an agreement before everything shut down and was like, Hey, we're gonna do like a 50 50 split. We'll revisit this later when we get ready to go, but like let's you know, let's at least agree on this. And it happened quickly, and it was it it, it seemed like everything was fine. And now they're trying to find their way back because they see sports, you know, like is being played in Korea every day. <laughs> and it's like, uh, this is the easiest sport to play because you guys don't have to physically touch each other all the time. Like, what's going on here?
2: And these guys are like, nope. F you, Be- F you back. Baseball is like a socially distant sport as it is.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, like, you're in, you're in
0: good shape. It's Right. I mean, what... <sighs> At one point, the numbers were what, like the owners only wanted to pay twenty five percent of the salaries.
1: Yeah, it's been like it's it's been all over the place. They they keep throwing like offers back and forth, and I'm they get and they get more and more complicated every time to the point where I'm like, just wake me up when this is done. Yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately,
0: baseball struggling like that hockey may be having the advantage of playing most of their season already to where you couldn't really have talks like that. It was just okay hockey if it comes back we're just gonna pay the players the rest of their money
1: well players were like hey we have one paycheck left we're good thanks <laughs> but no thanks we don't we don't want to be in 35 percent escrow next year yeah we're good like let's uh let's 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 get on with this and like it's it's just incredible that the nhl of all these leagues the nhl is the one where it's like, everybody's getting along. Mm-hmm. I,
0: very much the league that has gone through lockouts before. The only one to lose an entire season strictly to a lockout. Right. And yet, they're the ones just like, yep, we're going to get this done, figured it all out, already mm-hmm. have phase two, entering phase three, which is kind of our next topic here. Not only do we have the date set for training camp, July 10th, that's when those are going to start up. Uh, Jesse, I'm curious on your thoughts as not confirmed yet, but pretty much everyone seems to know it at this point that Las Vegas is going to be one of the hub cities here. Uh, A couple of things. One, we've talked about the logistics a lot, but is there any concern that Vegas could have a home ice advantage there?
2: No, you know, this was definitely something that I thought about. uh, I think it was the last time I was on, you know, we, we talked about the possibility of these hub cities, there's something that kind of crossed my mind of, well, man, you know, you put, you put these in, you know, a Vegas, or I think at the time, you know, Edmonton, uh, Vancouver, places like that. You say, well, those are going to be teams that are in the playoffs. I think any type of home ice advantage that, that you would have. I mean, I'm imagining that all these players, regardless of if you live in that hub city or not, you're staying in hotels, you're staying quarantined with your team. You know, you're, you'll have a, you know, a bubble, if you will, uh, that the players and and staff and stuff will be allowed in. Nobody else will. Um, So, so, I mean, yeah, maybe you say Vegas, if if they're using the the Golden Knights facilities, T-Mobile Arena, uh, City National, um, maybe an extra level of just comfortability with, I don't know, sight lines, how the boards play, how the ice feels, maybe an, an extra level of that. But I mean, you think about, you're going to be playing these first couple rounds in these hub cities with these teams practicing on these rinks every day. Um, You know, all their games are being played on the same one, any type of advantage that a player from Vegas would have, I think is gone after about a week. Um, You know, you're not playing at any crazy elevation, uh, nothing like that. Um, And they won't even be sleeping in their own beds. So I, I, I don't think there will be a ton of, a ton of advantage. Uh, maybe outside of those first first couple of weeks, first first couple games.
0: Okay, Evan, we haven't really gotten your thoughts on that either.
3: <laughs> no, I, w- I don't think there's going to be much home ice advantage either, other than like the little things Jesse was talking about, like mainly the things around the rink that they're used to seeing because they play there so much. I mean, everyone remembers Detroit with the bouncy boards back in the yeah. day, where they would literally shoot for the bank off the boards, things like yeah. that. So. I think it's going to be pretty minimal and at that point everyone's going to have it been skated on it for a couple of weeks. So yeah, I think it's, it's going to be there a little bit just because they're maybe more used to the climate and things like that. And just being like the comfort of having your family, even if they're maybe not necessarily staying in the hotel with you <laughs> in the area. But other than that, I don't see much of an advantage. Okay.
0: I, I tend to agree with you. The one thing I do wonder about here they are looking towards a two-hub city system. So that's 12 teams per city.
1: Yeah.
0: When it comes to using practice facilities, and, and the reality, as AJ and I have talked about, is they'll likely have to use some sort of practice facility or other sheet of ice to play games on just to fit in everything on the schedule. I, How do they manage that, I, I guess? What needs to be done to get this ready for broadcast and ready for NHL teams to play proper games in.
2: I mean, <clears throat> I guess it all depends, right? It depends on which facilities you're using. Cause uh, you know, I was, I was watching your guys' show the other day uh, and you know, so you've got T-Mobile arena, you've got city national uh, which I believe is out in Henderson, right? Uh, so about 20 minutes away. And you've also got, you know, they, they Evan, I, I'm sure you've gone out and, and played in it. They do an, an annual ice hockey tournament every year in Vegas at the Ice Palace, I don't know if it's still called the Ice Palace, but it's right there on Flamingo. So I mean, really near, the, really close to the Strip. They have a you know a big uh, national men's tournament there every summer, you know that houses a lot of people. So you know it's a nice, nice facility. You know, I, so it it all depends on what they want to do every year for preseason. They they do the craft hockeyville where they go into these smaller rinks and they outfit them with cameras and you know seating and that type of stuff. Obviously, you won't have to you know. Um, accommodate spectators uh but so you know it's possible you know the nhl is comfortable going into those smaller rinks personally um for especially that first round the best of fives i think it'd be a ton of fun to see a couple nhl games played in those smaller arenas uh you know since there won't be any crowds a little bit more intimate venue um i think it's i I think all options are on the table right now for the nhl of, of what's the most efficient way to do this and um, I, I don't see any issue with them going to some of these practice practice facilities smaller rinks yeah
3: there's I, I don't remember the exact name maybe it's the one Jesse's talking about they have a rink that's literally attached to a casino it's you walk out of the rink and you're in the casino buying margaritas and on the uh, <laughs> on the table so nice. it's. You know, teams can practice there. And if you're the Avs, you've skated at family sports. It's really not that different in terms of quality, (laughs) Um, having played there before. So, you know, there are rinks in the area that, you know, teams are going to be able to skate at. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're all kind of within a pretty similar area.
0: So what's an acceptable level there, though? Do you really want to be broadcasting on NBC from Family Sports Center? Yo, lollipop I, I mean, park. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, I think, I think it depends. Uh, you know, Edmonton versus Chicago in the first round games one and two. Yeah. You know, to me, I don't really think that matters. I definitely think you want your, you know, your marquee games that you know a lot of people are going to be tuning into to be at those nicer facilities. And I actually meant I, I completely forgot. AJ brought up a great point. No, you have the MGM Garden Arena where they played Frozen Fury for, you know, multiple decades. That's, you know, that's a, that's a 12,000 person arena that they, they would broadcast Frozen Fury every year on NHL Network. Um, so I think that's a very viable option. I think you could play some legitimate games there because that's bowl seating, good sight lines for cameras. Uh, so I think those early on games, I don't think you mind as much playing at those, you know, smaller venues. Uh, on NBC uh, yeah definitely once you start getting into conference finals Stanley Cup finals you want those at, at T-Mobile or, or you yeah. know legitimate facilities
1: yeah you also have Orleans Arena where the Wranglers used to play and so that's still available mm-hmm. it's like there's enough sheets of ice there that I don't think that's a that's a huge problem I think their biggest problem is just going to be keeping the quality of ice because totally it's not and not even like oh it's Four thousand degrees outside. It's just that it's going to be used six yeah. times a day. So, I mean, that ice is—it's going to be a challenge for them to keep up ice quality as they get into like the third week of this.
2: And and that's and that's kind of why in my head I look at it, and I I highly doubt mm. they do this, but I look at it and say, use every sheet you've got available to you early on, if yeah. you can get them up to your standards, and and if in one day you can play a game at MGM at T-Mobile Arena, uh, at City National, and then at one of the arenas Evan and I was talking about, you know, that's kind of like a local rink. If you could get four sheets going, that way you're minimizing how much worse the ice is going to be for that last game relative to the first game. I think early on, to me, that's that's the way to do it, to hold up the integrity of, of, uh, when I say the game, I mean of the individual games themselves, so that you're not dealing with, you know, winter classic style ice for a yeah. playoff game. Oh, and then
1: and then when you get deeper into it, you start to eliminate teams. You can rotate facilities. Yep. So that you're not chopping it up every single day. You could, you know, you could have one in in T Mobile and then do one at the practice facility, and then the next game is at T Mobile. So that you're not, you know, you're you're cutting back a little bit on the workload there.
0: Well, especially in the early going, as you mentioned. If they want to set things up for the best hockey possible during prime time on television, it's it's impossible. The amount of practices teams will be making and, and the amount of time they need to spend on the ice.
1: Yeah.
0: How do they upkeep the ice for the important games when they broadcast, when everyone is watching? Because you know, at the pace it sounds like right now, especially because it will be playoff hockey even if NBA does return for whatever's left of their regular season. That's when they're going to be getting the most viewers is right at the beginning of when it comes back. And if they're putting a terrible product with a bouncy puck and games are 2-1, to not going to be the greatest
1: look. I I also wonder what scheduling looks like because you have 12 teams Mm -hmm. in each city Is it like, okay, we're going to play in Vegas one day, and then we're going to play in, let's just assume, let's just say Columbus. Okay, and then we're going to play six games in Columbus the next day? Like, what's the plan for scheduling this out? How do you stagger games? Like, there's no way that you could, I mean, games have to start at, like, noon. That's what I was... You you need a day of hockey.
3: That's what I was wondering, if that first round is going to be, like, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m. Right. Well, be.
1: and then and and then like because they're at different facilities, you have one of them. You know, you have a game start at T-Mobile at at eleven, and then yep. you know, City National has one that starts at say one, and then another one that starts at MGM at you know say three, yep. and then the second game gets played at each one of those facilities on on the day. That's six games right there. But then, do you do do you do that every day? Like. Do, or do you stagger it? Do you do three games in each city every single day, or do you do all six city or all six games in one city on one day? And it's just chaos around the city.
2: Uh, I mean, so, so when you think about it, because that, that initial, that first round, the kind of playing round, you've only got four matchups going at a time on each in each conference. Right. Well, but so, you still
1: have to have the seating round. Has they still have to play those games because you can't do the first round, yep, and then the seating round, and then and then you move on to the first round.
2: Well, so has okay. gonna play. Maybe what you do is you do, um, <clears throat> then maybe you pick two facilities, you pick two facilities in each hub city, you play a morning game and an evening game. So you play at 11 at City National, 11 at T Mobile, then you play at seven at City National, and seven at T Mobile, then on that next day, you play the round. the. The kind of round robin, if you will, that way everybody's getting that every other day, and you're only playing two games a day at each facility.
1: Okay, but then, like from a broadcast perspective, are they going to do that? In so would would you stagger? So, like, say we use your plan, Mm -hmm. and you do Out West, you're doing the four playoff series on one day. Okay. in different buildings and then the next day you're doing two games of the seeding round. Yep. In Vegas. From um, for for broadcasting, would you do the 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 western play-in round, the western qualifying round and then the eastern seeding and then the next day you do the eastern qualifying round with the western seeding?
2: To- totally could. Totally could and you just you just put those games at different points in the day so the eastern yeah, conference games start at you know, um, 11 Eastern time, right. As those end, those feed into the West coast morning games, right. As those end, you get the second East coast set. And then as those ones end, you get the, the uh, prime time West coast set.
3: Yeah. I'm just wondering how it's going to work because I don't feel like you can just have one city hub one day and then the other hub one day like that, because I don't know how many of these TV people are allowed to be, in these states logistically to where if they're going to have enough people to r- handle six broadcasts from one city in one day, things like that. So that would be one thing I would think that they might have to stagger it, like, say, three in each city each day just to help out those TV people. Because I'm sure they're going to be limited. Like, the NHL I mean, teams can only bring a certain amount of people. If you have I mean, to, guess- you cast from a,
0: from a video feed, like, okay. if absolutely necessary.
1: But... Well, I think that's how, because, um, you know, the first round usually has local broadcasts. Right. They they might have to do that anyway, where, like, Connor McGahee's sitting there watching a monitor in the corner <laughs> or something and, like, calling the game from that.
2: I mean, I guess if you think about it, you could just do a, uh, you've got one broadcast team for each facility. So it's each oh, broadcast that would be team. Rough. I mean, not really. You do, you're doing two games a day.
0: Yeah. I but- mean, Especially like if you're doing the prep work like Doc does, like you're talking about long, long
1: days having well, to prep like four teams. Like, what happens? What happens when you're two weeks into that and that guy's voice goes?
2: I, but I mean, I mean, they, they do this every year for playoffs.
1: Yeah, like they do one game and like they the only guy it
0: does multiple games because he's absolu- absolutely insane <laughs> is Pierre. Yeah, he's the
1: right. one that bops around, but the actual broadcasters themselves. They chill like yeah. they're like.
2: I, no, I know, but I mean, but, but I mean. So you think about it. You've got admin, so you, you get assigned two different series. Those are your two series. Yeah, it would definitely hundred percent. It'd be a lot more prep work. But since these are series, you're not having to learn new teams every game. And as long as you knew that Kenny Albert was the the Chicago oh. and the Vancouver series, I, I think it's I think it's possible. But I, I that's a great point. I've been. Uh, and Ruto, it's a lot more prep work uh, individually for these guys, but could,
3: could you imagine Maguire just popping into every broadcast <laughs> in this 2014 playoffs? Where
1: he's yes. like he's he's in one city and and like they're like, Hey, we're gonna broadcast six games today, and he's like <laughs> i yeah. <brilliant>. yeah, <laughs> I got this and, and
2: <laughs> See, like, All right,
1: we've got we've got games on mute at the bar because we're like okay, we can't handle twelve hours of people. <laughs>
2: People give me shit because I, I have a huge amount of respect for Pierre just because yeah, he is someone that would do exactly what you just did. Six games today. All right. Here yeah. we go. Can't wait. You know, that dude's getting up at like four a.m. doing
1: push-ups <laughs> and eating an omelet. <laughs> like, Pre-workout. Yeah, well, he's you know, he's he's doing the the Rocky thing, like he's 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 drinking uh the, the straight egg yolks, like <laughs> yeah. throwing them back like all right, gotta get pumped up.
3: Shine in his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up period number one here. As I did have to duck out a minute to get ready to recognize Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Oh, as God I got you. myself a Colorado core here. Look at Evan with the Mountain Beach. Even AJ's reaching over to grab a Mountain Beach as well. So. All of the DNVR guys are ready. Jesse, it's a little early to be drinking a beer. Let's let's be honest, but here we are. 30. <laughs> I guess it's afternoon. Count yeah. it. Either way, if you want some Breckenridge brew, you can find it from their farmhouse down in Littleton. You can schedule a pickup from 303-803-1380. Also, pick up a meal and get $5 off when you use code DNVR. If you can't make it down to there, you can always get your beer from Davidson's or even your local grocery store as Breckenridge is pretty much everywhere now you can use their breck beer locator online on their website to find it near you second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by davidson's beer wine and spirits i did want to wrap up this hockey talk we're going to get into some interesting games in just a minute but we're doing
3: ebay again we're not doing ebay i was unfairly targeted by people that listen to this podcast the ad monsters so (laughs) watch out for what i say
0: (laughs) well some interesting movies might end up in your ad feeds after today oh god netflix Netflix
1: is gonna start uh, recommending some weird stuff (laughs) they already do
0: (laughs) so you know what let's start here actually we don't have to get into the game yet but I want to know y'all's favorite hockey movies of all time because they will not show up in this game that we're we're going to be doing.
1: Ooh! Uh,
2: you said favorite hockey movie. Right? Favorite hockey movie. A uh, miracle for me, for yeah. sure. Definitely an
0: instant classic. There. It's
2: Just a true story.
0: Yep. Element. You can't. You couldn't write it any better, right? <laughs> right,
2: right, for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean miracles. Oh, man. I mean it's definitely the best one made and probably the most realistic one. Yeah, I am partial to Evan's okay. targeted tweet. Uh, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What no. is that? <laughs> Those are my arms too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, someone down there. Uh, I I mis- I don't
0: know if Ali will be able to find it, but someone posted one of their alt logo. And it actually didn't look that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
3: there
1: you go. Not terrible. It looks a lot better without, like the without the like mountain peak at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> One solid
3: color for the jersey. So. <laughs> well, I was going to say I am partial to Mystery Alaska and just how mm-hmm. ridiculous go. it is, but. I mean the goon movies are good too. I do like and I really like the first goon. Yeah, I kind of like the second one too. I've, I only saw it once, but I thought it was funny, and I was not sober when I saw it, so I, maybe that contributed to it. But yeah, those are good movies. And then, I mean, yeah, I'll let AJ go.
1: I, I I'm gonna go with goon. Uh, was, Miracle's great, but goon just feels like. I don't know. Goon, Someone Goon actually have
0: one of the the ba- the basketball jerseys. Gregor hates the second one. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's a bad opinion, Gregor.
0: Are, you, are we sure we want to have you on the show today, Gregor?
1: <laughs> yeah, you get yourself uninvited with that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like Goon because I think I, it feels like such a hockey culture type of movie. Like such a such like a oh, he's just like such a nice guy, and then. You get, the, you get the the different personalities in the locker room, and I just – they're all parodies, and they make me AJ just wants
0: to laugh. be an Adonis. I get it. Okay.
1: The the, the, the captain and then the speeches, and then the guy that repeats everything that he says, <laughs> their dynamic just kills me. <laughs> for whatever no, reason, they just slay me.
0: No one throwing it back to the kind of original goon in Slapshot, though.
1: No. Yeah?
3: All right. All right, we're we're it's been a modern. Years since I saw that movie, to be honest.
0: I've,
3: got to, to so I've
2: got to. Just interject one thing here. I was talking to someone recently about the Mighty Ducks movies because those are obviously like classic hockey movies. Sure. As a kid, I remember thinking those kids were really good at hockey. Like when I was little, the dude can't stop. Well, well, but then like you watch it later, and they never even taught them like how to skate. <laughs> Like they didn't like find actors who could play hockey. They just like found actors and sized them for skates. I
0: watched it back, or a highlight of it, or something on YouTube. And in the first practice, Goldberg isn't even wearing goalie pads. He just (laughs) is
3: standing in net in normal like hockey pants. (laughs) Isn't that the joke though? That they like at the start of the movie, there was just like a ragtag bunch of group. Like they just don't have anything. you
1: have to have a goalie, like, even if you're a ragtag group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you put a guy in goal, you call him a
2: goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Without pads, okay. What's sure. point, mean, <laughs> though? This is Team USA in in D two. They're Team USA, and the kid can't stop. Like that never clicked to me when I was little. I'm like this is supposed uh-huh. to be the best kids in America, and the kid like, can't like this, stop.
1: the goalie skates all the way up the ice, and then like has time to like change out sticks and <laughs> yeah. rip his mask off and and say dope shit, and then shoots it. The and goalie, like, right? Well, and it's like nobody else noticed. Like Trinidad and Tobago has a hockey team like canada's never even mentioned right like canada just doesn't they exist
0: like seven to one off screen well, it's, or something
1: it's like in. it's like iceland and trinidad and tobago and you're like what <laughs> like i understand that this is like the goodwill games but does that mean it's like designed for america <laughs> to just like bop a bunch of countries that don't otherwise get to participate like where's <laughs> Whereas like Turkey or Israel or New Zealand, like what the hell?
3: Greenland has ice and Iceland is yeah, ice. the, I, like. I feel like someone who'd never
0: watched hockey in their life was like, pick a country that would be good at hockey. Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah. Looking but, back, the hockey's definitely not good. I mean, like, if you watch the, I mean, the Flying V is bad enough as it is because anyone can stop that. Yeah, but then cause you cause watch the movie and time. the. The neutral zone is like six hundred feet long when they're skating out. That flying V takes a minute. Yeah.
2: Oh. Not one that's stride made either. It's just all shuffling up the ice. Yeah. Right. And
3: that's why Miracle How is the
2: best, because hockey
3: looks legit. Right. Well,
1: that's right. because in Miracle they got hockey players and then were like, hey, here are some lines to shout at each other. Right. Yeah. And and that was sort of the the their their approach to it. Like, like they got like, I think four of the guys in Miracle were related to the, to the actual guys they played <laughs> oh. in the movie. And so it's like, like they got actual hockey players. They didn't go out and get a bunch of actors. Well, yeah. I mean,
3: we're talking about not skating these kids. No one told Russell Crowe how to skate before Mystery Alaska. You watch him in that movie. Whenever they cut to him, he's just gliding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but hey, he yeah, like has me got, me got me an, an NHL contract push. out of that.
3: Yeah, I know. A river's hard work.
1: Yeah, he skates the river and gets to sign a deal to be with the Rangers AHL team. <laughs> Magic.
0: Sounds okay. realistic to me. Well, I assure you that compared to what we're about to see, uh, Mighty Ducks isn't that bad. So we're going to jump into our, our first game here. It's called Real or Fake. I'm going to show you guys a movie poster and give you a description of the movie. And you need to tell me whether that movie is real or fake. Uh, We're going to go ahead and just jump right into our first one. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. Number one movie is called Score, a hockey musical. And it is about Farley Gordon, who is a uh, excuse me. He is from a small town in Canada. The trouble is that his parents are against team sports despite him wanting to play hockey, and it takes some convincing for him to get on a team. Once he does, he dazzles everyone with his stick work and constant scoring technique and goes on to become
3: a national sensation in a hockey musical. So that doesn't sound realistic for a Canadian family to be like, nope. <laughs> uh
2: I'm torn here because that poster is very convincing. Yeah, I
3: know that's this is definitely real. This yeah, looks like a Disney real. movie or something. So yeah, yeah, I would say that's real.
2: The the Canadian division of Disney <laughs> put this one out.
0: You would be correct. This movie was made in 2010, and it is the lowest rated hockey movie I <laughs> could
1: find on IMDB.
3: So, what's its rating? Uh, two and a half stars. Is that by the people that watched it, or actual like critics? I believe that's by the people that watched it. Uh, let's see. There's
0: nine critic reviews. We can uh, we can take a look here. I
3: want to know what the pros think. I don't want. I don't care what the amateurs think. Nine critic <laughs> reviews. Nine
1: people. A film only
3: videos. a Canadian could love.
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> <A> Homeschool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there are no good reviews of this.
2: Hmm.
0: Unfortunately, I don't even recognize most of the places that did a review of this, <laughs> so I don't think we're going to be doing super well. That person gave it two out of
3: four stars. Four? two. What a weird rating system. Yeah. Two out of four. How do
1: you, that's, one be, that's 50%. percent nice.
3: I, I don't.
0: Uh, they don't really do much. This one just kind of gives a synopsis of what happened and doesn't talk about the good and the bad at all, so... Thanks for that. Hmm.
2: That, that uh, really is the most honest review. It happened. Yeah. Right. It's there. It was made. This is proof that I watched it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Spot the lie. All right. Our
0: next movie is called Paperback Hero. It is about a hockey player in a small town that begins to lose his grip on reality and starts to believe that he is a gunslinger in the old west
3: are there no hockey players from like decently sized towns they're all from <laughs> small towns i guess i don't know what to tell you
2: well you said that the last one was the lowest rated hockey movie you could find so i'm gonna guess that this one is fake because i can't like, imagine this one scored any better he looks, than he looks like a zombie right with I'm a letter say. jacket yeah
1: <laughs> <Damn>. yeah right <laughs>
2: What does it right. say
3: there? I can't. Every woman's had, one every, had man's one. every man's been one once.
0: Correct.
1: What, uh, Maybe it is fake. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what this that looks means. like
3: a book. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say fake.
1: Yeah, I'm going with fake.
0: All right, you are all incorrect. Oh,
2: seriously,
0: a <laughs> really higher rated than the other one. This one it got six out of ten stars. What? I believe it's of Swedish origin. Um, It's definitely one of the Nordic countries based on this back end here. Uh, Let's see if I can find where the text is. I don't know.
3: It's creepy looking.
0: Yeah, I think that's Swedish. Maybe someone from Europe can correct me, but I think that's Swedish up there. Uh, Yeah. This movie is not, I mean, it's very tangentially about hockey.
3: He is technically a hockey player. (laughs) Yeah, what? That cover has nothing to do with hockey. Is that a girl in a shower? What's happening? It is, indeed.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. How does the girl in the shower play into this movie about a hockey player who starts to think that he's an Old West cowboy? A gunslinger?
0: Here's, Here's a review. Your head is full of little dingle balls. This comment, a quote from the film, is probably the most apt description of Rick Dillon, the notorious star player of the Delisle Senior Hockey Team and womanizing key figure in Paperback Hero.
3: All right. I still don't get it, but all right. So is it, like, if we watch the movie, is it in English? Like... No, the movie is in Swedish. <laughs> oh.
2: <disappointing. laughs> so. I was going to watch it if it wasn't. Yeah, was <laughs> my weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Next up, we have Growing Up Goalie, which follows a female goalie who was forced into the role by her three older brothers, now old enough to join a hockey team and prove all of the boys wrong that girls can, in
3: fact, beat the boys. Sounds like a Disney movie like Motocrossed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Uh, paint your nails to cut down on handlebar vibration. <laughs> um, I'm going too much based off of what I'm visually seeing, and this does not look like a real movie poster.
3: Yeah, that looks like. Yeah, it looks like is- Rudo made that in two minutes.
2: <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> This looks like he,
1: he cropped a picture of a kid goalie and threw up a bullshit title
2: on top of it. While we were talking about the last one.
1: Like, while I was, while I was messaging him 20 minutes to one to ask if he was ready to rock. And he was like, not
2: yet. Goalie. Hold
3: on.
1: <laughs> I'm going fake. This is yeah, I'm going no fake. Way. No. Yeah, I'll
3: say real just to be
1: the other person.
0: Okay. <laughs> I like it. Well, it is fake, oh. but it's—I really didn't change it that much from a real one. Okay.
1: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> and this stars Rick Moranis, by the way, oh, wow. the real version. <laughs> so, jeez.
4: Oh, um, that Megan
1: follows like... is a sentence. That's not a name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. I also like at the top this was produced by films we like presents and i was like if i leave that on there they're gonna say it's fake for
3: sure so Uh, i was about to ask what the rating was but then i forgot it's fake
0: yeah growing up (laughs) is not a real movie uh hockey night is a real movie that got 7.1 stars
1: Hockey so, fans love anything hockey. I guess. Except that musical. Yeah, except that yeah. that. Yeah. Boy, I wonder why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Next up, we have... <clears throat> if I can... Uh, there we go. That's hard to see. But this movie is called The Boy Who Drank Too Much. And it's about a popular high school hockey player who has to hide the fact that he drinks too much. And his friend, he's Buff. His buddy's name is Billy, is the only man who knows about it. They both like sports. They both like girls. But Buff has to be saved. This looks like an so
1: after-school show. Billy and Buff, who are boys. And and they are, like girls. And like girls. Correct. It looks like Scott Bayo.
2: i'm so confused by all of these (laughs) (laughs) what's hard about this is i feel like a lot of this stuff is like canadian it's like i don't know this could be a canadian movie this could have been a a canadian straight to the five dollar bin at walmart dvd yeah, right or yeah, like
1: the, the you like when back in the day you would go into Blockbuster and they would have like that $1 bin where they would like he's right. god buy these
2: by these scratched DVDs from the whole yeah. Yeah, all countries. Right. Yeah. All Rob Schneider movies. The inspiration for this show
0: was me working at a truck stop in all of the second rate movies that they sell at truck yeah. stop. So
1: loyal listeners to the pod will know that we had this idea like three days ago.
0: <laughs> live on the pod. And the the hockey movies I found worked out better than I could
3: have ever imagined.
2: <laughs> so. I, I'm um, gonna go I'm gonna go off the title here and I'm gonna say this one's fake. I'll say real. AJ, the split vote. I
1: don't know, man. That looks real to me.
0: Final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go real. Okay. It is real. Not only is it real, this aired on CBS and was sponsored by Xerox. I knew it was like an after-school special.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that that Scott Baio? It is Scott (laughs) Baio.
2: Oh, my God, (laughs) that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my gosh,
3: I knew it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think
1: you broke it. This is so bright. <laughs> I want that. I want us to clip Evan Sch- <laughs> shouting in <is> Scott Bay. He <laughs> uses a drop in every episode from
2: here on out. Put that in the intro. <laughs> 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 All
3: right. one
0: final movie here as as we collect ourselves. The last movie is called Power Play, and it's about Robbie, who is an ambitious Vancouver attorney that wants to win it at all costs. (laughs) She needs a former pro hockey star to sign with her clients struggling team and help them
3: to the championship. (laughs) (laughs) This looks like another one you made right before the show.
1: <laughs> this is definitely
2: fake. Yeah. 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 I'll agree. There's
3: no Scott Bayo to tip me off, though. <laughs> I'm going to say that's fake.
0: This movie is very real. What? Oh, my gosh. And it was made in 1994. Made 19- by you? 94. <laughs> um, it doesn't start anyone I know. Unless you know a Mariette De Prima. I oh it has three user reviews. All right, let's see. It's hard to believe. This film was only sixty-two minutes long. This is from a person who gave this movie a 10 out of 10. No. It was a great piece of art. Doesn't explain anything about it.
3: Oh what?
0: Oh god. Apparently is this I don't know if this guy's telling the truth, but he says this film was from the Billy Graham Evangelical Association. Uh, here we go. Roberta is known as Robbie and is a hotshot Vancouver <clears throat> lawyer. She works for the local hockey franchise, The Blades, and she has heard that the owner wants to sell the team. Hoping to up the ante and add a step to her own career ladder, she decides to ask a newly retired player, Cody, to join the roster. Truth is, Cody was an excellent athlete, and the attendance at hockey games would be greatly increased, thus adding mightily to the value of the team. But finding him is a problem. Cody left hockey, became a dedicated Christian, and didn't want to rough up the opposition anymore.
1: All right.
2: Sounds about right.
3: Goatee.
1: So So you know he was a tough guy.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Four of those movies were real, folks. Someone made them. So don't let your dreams be dreams. That's all I'm going to say about that. If you want to make a hockey movie, go out there and make it. Find Scott Baio. Yeah. And and do whatever you want to (laughs) do. Um. We're going to take our second period break here real quick as it is time to talk about WGT, DNVR's gaming sponsor with over 20 million players around the world. You can play true to life courses as real life golf is is coming back now as well. So, just from the comfort of your couch or on the go on your phone, you can download from dnvrgolf.com and search for the DNVR2 clubhouse. We're so big we needed a second one. To join in, we do tournaments Every other weekend, including uh, this one, we'll have a tournament that runs all of Sunday. So be sure to jump in on that. And if you finish on top, you can even win yourself some awesome prizes. Again, at dnvrgolf.com to download. And we also have to talk a little bit below the belt as well, because Manscaped is around. Father's Day is now less than 10 days away, and the Perfect Package 3.0 would make a great gift, not only for your father, but any hairy man in your life, or yourself if you're hairy. Let's be honest, if you're hairy, you probably know it. I, I can confirm being a relatively hairy man myself, so... They have you covered over at Manscaped with the Lawnmower 3.0, the anti-chafe deodorant, the spray on toner to take care of everything, not just below the belt. You want to shave the beard, you want to shave the chest hair. They got you. And it even comes in an amazing carrying case when you order from manscaped.com and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to Gregor right now because this is an extremely tough trivia section that we're going to be doing. But we do have the man, the myth, the legend, Gregor Jens. I can't say his name in proper Nordic ways, but... He's on the show. If you don't know who this is, if you listen to the audio version of this podcast, he does the outro videos. If you've watched along with our prospect watches and other things like that, he does the Colorado Avalanche song, the Miko Rantanen song, the Gabe Landis Kong, all of that. Gregor, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, what's up? Not a whole lot. Trying to recover from Scott Bayo existing in a hockey room, mostly, it seems.
1: Scott Bayo broke me.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Are you ready for this difficult trivia, Gregor?
4: Sure, I'm ready.
0: Let me let me ask you this. How long have you been an ABS fan?
4: Well, I'm basically since maybe 2000 or something like that. I was not very old.
0: Okay, so... so- I mean, most of these will fall into that range. All right. Number one. This season, the Avs had 10 right-handed shots play for them. Name seven.
4: This current season? Correct. Okay. Uh, McKinnon. Yep. Uh, JT Comfort. Yep. And Eric Johnson. Yep. And uh, Domskoy. Yep. And... Let's see. (laughs) Uh, Already getting hard. Uh, Rookie of the year. Didn't I say kill my car? Kill my car. Two more. Um, Okay, I have a feeling that it's going to be a call up. Uh, Martin Kautz Yep. one. And another call up, probably. Could it be
0: Megna? That is correct. Right. Good. The other three were Logan O'Connor, TJ Tynan, and Connor Timmons.
4: Oh, Timmons. Yeah.
0: All right. Did not need very much help
2: with that one. (laughs) Question. What's crazy to hear you say 10 right-handed shots all year, like growing up being a lefty and nobody was left-handed. I just always loved that the NHL is mostly left-handed. Yeah. Just We'll I'm now. a lefty too.
4: <laughs> so. Well, it's a, it's an American thing. Most yeah. European players that are right handed will shoot. Right.
0: You put your up. dominant hand high. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, pre- play correctly. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. This one a little bit uh, tougher. Which Avs goalie has the highest home save percentage? And there is no minimum game limit on this.
4: In the entire history. The, of the
0: organization's his, well, the Avalanche's history, I should say. It does not include Quebec. That's, I will tell you this. <laughs> the goaltender played 11 home games for the Avs. 11
4: home games.
0: Could
4: be a. That's a really, really tough one. Uh, do you <laughs> have any other clue? Uh,
0: yeah, I can give you a date range. Hang on. He played for the Avs in 99-2000 and a little bit in 98-99 as well.
4: Hmm. That is it could be Is it Tommy Salo?
0: It is not Tommy Salo, oh, but
3: okay. can the uh, can the audience help a little bit here? I my guess was going to be Mark Denney. Yep.
4: <laughs> All and right. In
3: fact, Mark Denney. Denis. Um, excuse me.
0: So, yeah, that one was a little bit off the wall. This mm-hmm. one, we'll go back a little more current with our next question. On the nineteen twenty Colorado Avalanche team, who is the latest round draft pick? So, had to be drafted. Logan O'Connor was not drafted. Doesn't count. Who was drafted the latest? I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me what round he was drafted in.
4: Oh. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, I think Calvert was a fourth rounder. Um, Who else could have been late?
2: Hmm...
0: A lot of thinking faces on the podcast right
4: now. Elves are not very good at developing their own late round.
0: They sure are not. I can tell you, it's not an avalanche pick. Uh,
4: I think Grubauer is also a fourth round pick. Um...
0: Hmm. later than the fourth i'll tell you that it's later than the fourth wow okay it's also
4: not an everyday player so it's a call up probably <laughs> oh who did you say was not drafted earlier
0: logan o'connor was
4: not drafted. Logan O'Connor. it's a defenseman it's a defenseman uh lindholm then Fifth nope now uh, later later oh this is a really tough one um
3: it's aj's boy <clears throat>
2: That was he a great hint playing. you were getting, Evan. That was a great
3: hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I gave a hand. <laughs>
2: what do you do? I did this?
0: Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true.
3: Is that
4: Barbario, though? Yep. Was he a seventh round pick?
0: Sixth round. Sixth the round. First All right. pick in the sixth round. All right. his draft year. Three tough ones. <clears throat> they are going to get harder, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll drink to that. <laughs> there we go. I guess it's it's, it's pretty late for you, Gregor. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh,
4: 10 p.m. Yeah, almost
0: uh, dusk here. In there Seattle. you go. Way more reasonable to be drinking <laughs> than me. Uh, of the players that have played less than at one full season of games with the Avs, who is the highest scoring player in their time with the team?
4: Um, I think
0: that's Peter Mueller. It is not Peter Mueller. Oh. Do you um, like a point
3: per game or what are you...
0: Total points.
3: Total points. Caleb what... Carr is in second.
0: Oh. Uh,
4: someone not... Less than a full season. Yeah. Um, can you tell me which season?
0: I can. Give me one sec. Uh, 05, 06, and 06, 07, Parts of each. <sighs> it's a pretty famous hockey player. Pretty Just famous. not with the abs necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
4: less than one full season over those two years.
0: Correct. He played 79 games in those two seasons. <clears throat>
4: Well, it's probably not Andrew Brunette. He probably played more than that. It is not Andrew Brunette, correct. But, but it's in that era, and, and I am terrible at that era.
0: He's most um, known in Colorado, or at least in my memory, for scoring a goal off the back of a goaltender. Banking it in from behind <laughs> the net. Right. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? He's got to be a Hall of (laughs) Famer. Is it
4: Turgeon? It is.
3: Oh, Pierre Turgeon. I've skated in games with him before, like just commemorative stuff, and he just likes to mess with people. It's so funny. (laughs) I took face-offs with him, and he would just laugh in my face and wouldn't even look down (laughs) and just win it. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> he's still good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you wondered about the gap to NHLers and
3: regular people. Yeah, mm. and he's also like 50, so he's still that good. <laughs> All right. Final question.
0: I'll give you a shirt if you get this correct. I'll pay for it myself <laughs> because there's no way anyone on this podcast knows. Both of these answers. All right. The Avs have two players in their history that have played a single NHL game and recorded an NHL point. Who are they? One <laughs> you'll know. One you will not.
1: I know one. Yep. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I interviewed him after it happened. <laughs> You're telling me I know
4: the, one of them. All right. You'll know the name <laughs> at least when, when, when we say it. So it's a recent player, probably, then? Correct. Relatively recent. And probably plays in the NHL right now
0: on another team? No. These are players that have played one NHL game. Oh, one NHL game.
4: Boy. Did... Borna Rndulic play more than one game.
0: He did. <laughs> he did. Um, he's French Canadian. The first one.
4: French Canadian.
0: Um, his he scored a goal as his one point, and it was the biggest joke of a goal ever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I don't think I know that one.
0: All right. Evan AJ help about with the first one.
1: One of them is Sam Henley.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no way unless you look it up you'll
1: ever guess the other one, but do you what team was he on? What do you mean?
0: He played for the Abs.
1: I mean, which which Iteration?
0: year? Oh, sorry. Uh a 0102.
1: And he played 1 game.
0: He played one NHL game. He was undrafted. He played for Hershey for a year. He played for Lowell for a couple of years. Bounced around after that in the AHL and UHL. Where is he from? He is from Carlisle, Ontario. He is currently 48. He's a center that shoots right. Is he, is he married? Does
3: he
4: have
2: kids? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is, I have no. yeah. born on a leap year.
0: There's no. The correct answer is a man named Jeff
1: Daw. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Daw. Correct. <laughs>
0: Well, recorded an assist in the game in the 0102 season for the Avs, and then no one ever saw him again.
1: Didn't, <laughs> didn't even get a goal. Just picked up a cheapo assist, huh? Yep. Probably a secondary too. He could be. Could
0: be. <laughs> I don't actually know for sure. So the impossible Avalanche quiz remains undefeated. Here on free skate Friday, Gregor. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate you being a good sport about the, the tough quiz and thank you for all of the amazing music. I'm looking forward to your next banger whenever that comes out.
1: Who knows? Oh my God. It was a primary assist. Wow. (laughs) Scored by Joe Sackick and the other assist went to Patrick Wah.
0: (laughs) Some, Some pretty high company to get your one NHL point with there.
1: Uh, They (laughs) lost that
3: game
1: (laughs) 5-2. Wow. It was definitely his fault.
0: All right, Gregor, anything you want to say about the abs or, or anything else going on in the hockey world before we get out of here?
4: Well, I'm just excited that we have some kind of date of when something will happen, and I'm very much looking forward to some hockey being played again.
0: All right, awesome. Good to hear it. Once again, thank you for coming on. It is about our time to get out of here for this show. For, for Gregor, AJ, Evan, Jesse, thank you to everyone for hanging out for another Free Skate Friday. Hope you all enjoyed watching this. We're going to be doing this every Friday, having a little bit more of a lighthearted show with uh, with fun games and hard trivia. So until next time, we will talk to you all on Monday.